Welcome into Hanging Out Fantasy. My name is Nick Humphreys, and tonight I'm hanging out with Colin Bernier. What's up? What's up, dude? Feels like a long time since we've recorded a pod together. And yeah, it has been. I heard about a solo pod. A couple of years. Listen. Yep. You guys got to check it out. Go check it out. A lot happened this week, and I'll just start with this. My, my top lead story, Matt, still in the lead. Still atop yeah. the league, five and one right now. I, you know, got to be honest. I was I was rooting for Lucas a little bit, but Matt pulled it out, and he's still in the lead. But again, another week has gone by, and the records are separating even more. It's kind of you can see who's at the That's top and who's at the quiet. bottom. Yeah, it's starting to get fun. Uh. Blake finally broke out of his insane losing slump. About time. It's about time. He had a, uh, I would say, a decent week for his standards, but um, he played Tom Roth and was able to defeat him with, you know, just an average, you know, day for him. So good for Blake. Proud of you, buddy. I think this is an unofficial statistic, but I think this was the lowest scoring week around the league so far it there felt were, like it there were no i just mean like our fantasy league yeah. not necessarily like the nfl but there were no big huge uh like scores total. 170s yeah none of that so and all of like the totals like for each matchup were very close this week yep so i thought it was like uh a pretty competitive week and with injuries and buys and stuff, you can see it's starting to affect the overall scores a little bit. So it's interesting. We'll take a look at that a little bit, you know, more in depth here in a bit, but first I got some injury news from the weekend Colin, this one is pretty relevant for you. Marquise Brown. Yeah. He came out with some sort of foot injury and looked very pretty. I would say pretty severe when he came out of the game and I guess apparently it's not as severe as they had first thought. And it looks like from what I heard, maybe six weeks till he comes back. Oh, I didn't even hear it. I just heard out indefinitely. Yeah. I saw indefinite and I heard that it might be as bad as out for the season, but the report that came out today was, yeah, could potentially be back in six weeks which maybe not so relevant for fantasy, but definitely relevant for the Cardinals. I think like that's, that would be sweet if they could get him back. Yep. It's looking at my Rondell Moore uh, waiver pickup. Free agency good. pickup was good, looking good yeah. now. Especially because you had Marquise Brown or have him still. I don't know what you're going to do with him, but another guy I got on this injury report, Russell Wilson, he's listed as day to day. He had that shoulder thing last week. This week, it's a hamstring. I think he had an MRI that came back negative for anything serious. So we'll see what he what he decides to do. I was done with him anyway. <laughs> you were benching him? Yep. That's probably smart. It's been a pretty tough watch. It's almost gotten to the point where it's, like, hard to watch. Like, I'm almost embarrassed for him. Watching that game, it was awful. Like he gets booed. Yeah. And he gets game. like 
crushed. Yeah, I just you can't do anything. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. It's very surprising. I thought Denver was going to be pretty good this year, but it's not looking like that. It's not looking like it's going to change anytime soon either. So another quarterback, Carson Wentz had surgery on a fractured finger and it's going to take about four weeks for him to recover. So I don't think he's on anybody's roster. Maybe, maybe he got picked up coming into buys, but uh, yeah, he's going to be out for like four weeks. Some good news now. Chris Olave is coming back. Uh, he's off of the injury report, and I think he's back to practice, so he should be ready to play this week. Tua is also preparing to return against the Steelers this week. I think that's good news. I don't know for sure if he's going to start, but it seems like he is in the process of getting ready to at least like dress for the game. So that would be good. And I don't know if Mike still has him on the bench, but if he comes back and starts to be relevant and you can plug him in for like a bye week or something, that'd be good for him. Big time. And then one last one on here, Dak Prescott is hoping to make his return against the Lions this week. That would be pretty crazy considering he had surgery and I feel like he's, he hasn't been out that long. But I know Shuey's been stashing him, I, th- I think. That's so, a nice stash. Yeah. I think that'll be a spike for just Dallas as a whole. So if you guys got any players like on Dallas, hopefully Dak's return means better production from those players. So we'll see. All right. Let's check out some week six highlights. The highest scoring matchup of the week was Tyler versus Shuey. With 249 points. I, I think this was like the lowest, highest scoring matchup, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and really, I like tallied the rest of them. There was a, a matchup that was 246, and then the rest of them were right at like 230. So pretty even across the league, I thought, which was a little bit interesting. Um I had the best individual performance of the week with 136 points. Wow. And I think that's the lowest best performance of the week. I I definitely did not think I was the highest performance of the week until I just looked at them like, you know, 15 minutes ago and realized that, holy shit, no one else even scored more than. Was it just like a super low scoring week in general in the NFL? It had to be because, I mean, we have all the good players in the NFL. Apparently it's been trending down this whole season and i think that just like having some players on buys and like definitely injuries are affecting teams at this point point. in the season there's just like you know a couple players out on each team or something and it's just affecting like the bottom line as a whole the the worst performance of the week was ungi my opponent he had 93 points almost 94 points so the separation between highest and lowest, I mean, we're talking about 40 points. And everybody else was in between there. So, you know, I think that's actually pretty good, pretty competitive yeah. week. Low scoring, just team to team. was pretty close. All right, and then I'm going to go over the top 12 players of the week. Number one, Joe Burrow, uh, 39.9 points. 
Number two, his receiver, Jamar Chase, 35 points. Uh, number three, Stephon Diggs, 32 points. Number four, Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's crazy. 32 points. Ungi didn't start him, did he? No. But, I mean, who would? Who would right, start? yeah. You got, he has Aaron Rodgers. That's a tough – it's tough to start Matt Ryan over Aaron Rodgers, honestly. For sure. Josh Allen, number five, 32 points. Jets defense, number six, 31 points. Uh, no one has them currently. Number seven, Tyree Kill, 31 points. Number eight, Deion Jackson. He was he was Indianapolis's like third string running back, and now he's hurt, I think, after the game. So he played one game, did amazing, and then got hurt. And he's gone. <laughs> right, and he's gone. So that he had 29 points. Michael Pittman for Indianapolis had 28 points, his best game of the season. And then Brandon Ayuk, right after him, 28 points, his best game of the season. Ramondre Stevenson, 27 points. And then to round out the top 12, Marcus Mariota with 26 points. Isn't that your old uh, QB? Yep. Yep, yep, I don't think anyone has him. Nobody currently has Marcus Mariota. I wouldn't recommend it. It's tough. Yeah. It's like, of course, you get rid of him. Right, right. You'll be scoring later now. It was a few weeks ago. I'm over it, Colin, at this point. Okay, I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you. You've been rocking. It didn't even cross my mind that I gave him a chance earlier this season, and now he's (laughs) cracked the top 12. Didn't even cross my mind. Not at all. Um, but yeah, so some different names up there. Interesting, interesting week, I think. All right, let's check out our box scores and see how everybody did. Let's start with myself versus Ungi. I beat Ungi 136 to 93. And I had some big performances. Leonard Fournette and Brees Hall both had great weeks. After that, I had it was pretty much just like average, I would say. Nothing too special, but I mean, when you have all your guys getting in the teens, like that's pretty yep. good. You know, I'll take that. I'd be happy with that every week. You're right. I mean, you didn't have anything crazy, but everyone just did pretty good. Justin and you Jefferson, had you 18. you benched Pittman, huh? Yeah. So I had Two 20 plus point performances, actually three, if you include Justin Fields, 20 plus point performances on the bench this week. Yeah, Michael Pittman and Juju both on the bench, but still had enough to get it done. Ungi's real problem was Nick Chubb. I think that he just got like um, game scripted out pretty much that we had to start throwing the ball and. He just got less touches in the second half, although they tried to get him involved, but um, just wasn't his day. I was watching the Cincinnati game and Jamar Chase just starting to go off. It's like, geez, dude. I thought at that point I thought I was going to lose. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was a 1 o'clock game, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was an early one. He who Did he have, like, a people in by? Well, I guess – um, put in he had Amon Ross St. Brown on by. 
DJ Chark on by. DeAndre Hopkins, who I believe is coming back this week, was out. I mean, obviously didn't play last week, or maybe it's coming back next week. But uh, yeah, Tyler Higby, the guy I traded him, got him two points. So that's uh, (laughs) 1.7. 1.7. It's looking like a good trade for me. Although the guy that I got for him, Raheem Mostert, I started this week, fucking dumb, but he only got me seven points. So not great. But yeah, besides Jamar Chase, Ungi had a pretty bad week overall. A lot of single digit performances. Yeah, for him, that's, I mean, that's just a down. I mean, everyone, I mean, those are good players. Honestly, okay, looking at it, Garrett Wilson, I thought would be at this point in the season, a much bigger part of Ungi's team. And I feel like he's getting phased out or like, his touches are going down a lot for the Jets right now. So yeah, he, they're not throwing to him much. He only had 1.8 points. Yeah, not great. Yeah, it says they only threw him the ball five times. Right. Low volume. Not good for him. But yes, I'm happy to come out with a victory. And surprisingly, yeah, the highest score and the lowest score in that matchup. So all the rest of them, pretty close. You know what I mean? We are going to touch on your matchup with Thomas. You were able to defeat Thomas 129 to 99. We're going to talk about Thomas. Yep. Congratulations, Colin. (laughs) Big victory. It was a little bit scary going into Monday night when he had Austin Eckler and you had fucking your Denver boys, Russell Wilson. Right. It's like, I mean, really. They could have scored nothing. And right. It could have been, it could have gone it was like bad. 20. I forget. It was like 20 something points. You had a buffer, but still was a little bit scary. So Thomas again went with Matthew Stafford. I'm, I am shocked that he is still going with Matthew Stafford at this point. Got him 12 points. Austin Eckler had 25. It's probably the scariest part for you, Colin, seeing him rack those points up Monday night. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, 1.6 points. That's terrible. For Thomas, that's tough. And yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, dude, that is tough. Cordero Patterson, I mean, both, all I the Browns would have been the guy in there, but he's hurt. Zeke had him sixteen points. Debo had him sixteen points. Those are both good. Buccaneers defense has been doing really well for him all season. Only had twelve, which is decent, but not going to carry his team. So yeah. That's tough for Thomas. Didn't leave a ton of points. Oh, actually, Chase Claypool on the bench for him with 23 points. That would have made things a heck of a lot closer. Maybe not giving him the win, but made things more interesting. Looking at Collins' team, actually, Russell Wilson in 15 points. That's not terrible. No. Not as bad as he has been doing, I don't think. Your boy say – I think he's – He's just outside of the top 12, I think. Or maybe this week changed it for, like, fantasy points. I just think I was thinking he was going to be, like, putting up 20s all the time. Yes, exactly. Like, you would – for sure. I would have expected him to be doing, like, top 10 quarterbacks, putting up 20 points. But it's down for quarterbacks, I think, in general this season. So, 
Saquon had a good week for you, 20 points. Miles Sanders, 16 points. Cooper Cup, 16 points. That's meager, a meager showing for Cooper Cup. I mean, I will still take 16 points any day, Yeah, but still, you know. Jacoby Myers, 10 points. Marquise Brown before his injury, 11 points. Rondell Moore, 10 points. Bears D, 15. Brandon McManus, 13. It's a lot like my score. Yeah. Nothing like too crazy, but a lot of really consistent, you know, teens. It's. I mean, I'm looking at this, though, and it's like, how the hell did we ever score, like, 170? If you're like, not, Everyone if, did pretty good. It's just, if your team's not going to boom, this is exactly what you want your team to do. Yeah. To get your everyone scoring 15 points, 10 points. Like, yeah, that's what I want. Debo, how did Debo do? Um, I think he did decent, 16 points. Yeah. I just don't think like he's nearly as big, like a, I don't know, big play player this season as he was last year. I don't know if it's because he doesn't get as many touches or what the offense just isn't as good. Just doesn't seem to be like that big it's, fantasy yeah. like home run this year. But uh, uh, their other receiver on my bench went off. Ayuk, yeah, I know. I had him in another league too. Again, it was tough to start because I, I was thinking about. He's him pretty much getting you eight Moore. points, like right. eight points a week. It's nice to see that he's got this upside in him where he can get you, you know, 20 plus points, maybe a little easier to start him now, you know, might need him with what's his name out Brown. Yeah. With Marquise Brown out. Yeah. It sucks. You can't play. It sucks. Jerry Judy just is so inconsistent with Russell Wilson, at quarterback, because he should be like in there at your wide receiver too. Right. At least that's how you draft it. That- assuming. Uh, yeah, and they are just such a disaster. I don't want to play anyone. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. All right, let's Metcalf move to the next one for Thomas. Metcalf, DK. Met- oh yeah, down in this flex, five points. Yeah, and I felt that too. I I had Geno Smith had like twelve points or something. Not not great for Seattle's offense this week. All right, we're going to move to the next one, a more exciting game, Blake versus Tom Roth. And like we said at the top of the show, Blake came out of his slump, 131, a very good score this week versus Tom's 98 points. And, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to see on Blake's team, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, both with 32 points. That's going to carry his team. He had a good performance from Devin Singletary, 16 points. Good performance from Alan Lazard, 17 points. 14 from his kicker, 10 from his defense. And then a few not-so-great performances from Darius Slayton, Cortland Sutton, and J.K. Dobbins. I think didn't J.K. lose him the game last week? Yeah, well, well not losing, JK but had he... a, I thought J.K. had a good week last week, or did he not? I don't think I remember Blake had like one person left. It might have been JK. Yeah. The I don't know. Bill suck jobs. <laughs> yeah, I like his name. But might be he on was the way due up. for a win. 
he was due for a win. Buffalo is just so he has Jared. Yeah, he has all of Buffalo. Yeah, and they're doing their job for him. Like if they're going to continue to score like that, doesn't really matter who Blake starts. Like if J.K. Dobbins gets him two points, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. I thought Cortland Sutton would be. I mean, same thing. I guess everyone just thought Denver was going to be better. Yep, he's getting dragged down by the whole offense over there. Yep, it's nice to see Alan Lazard doing something. I knew, I knew going yep. into the season he was going to be relevant. So, yep. All right, looking at Tom's team, Kyler Murray was his high scorer. Well, Kyler Murray and Joe Mixon tied 17 points. Um, Adam Thielen with 15 points, pretty good week. Christian Kirk, 10 points. Panthers defense, 12 points, not bad. And then not so good. Jarek McKinnon didn't do great. Drake London did not do great. Isaiah McKenzie did not do great. Chase McLaughlin, nine points. Not bad for a kicker. Just a tough week for Tom. Yeah, he had – I think Devontae Adams was on bye. Yes, Devontae Adams on bye. Robert Woods on bye. Yeah. Cam Akers, Tom. <laughs> Hopefully he gets traded. Did you see what happened with him, Colin? No. What? They, like, benched him, I think, during the game. and then. Now he that now he's just not playing for the Rams anymore. He said, "I'm not playing another snap for them." Whoa. And he's like demanding a trade. I think drama. So if he gets traded, Seriously? maybe he might be good going to another team. But who the fuck knows? So I think the um, Seahawks they were talking about actually, right? Trying to get him. Oh, maybe that would be kind of cool. That would suck for um, who's got Kenneth Walker, Shuey, because he's supposed to have a huge role now in that offense, being the sole back over there. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he is. All right. We're going to move over to the closest game of the week, Mike versus Dylan. Mike ended up beating him 125 to Dylan's 121. Like I said, that's the closest score of the week. Um, Dude, I was keeping an eye on this one. It was so close, like the whole time. And I think yeah. Dylan was actually projected. I forget who he had, but I think he was projected to win. And let me see. I think Dylan was projected to win this one. But, uh, yeah, Mike ended up edging him out. I think, let's see, Ramondre Stevenson, I mentioned him last week, and he's kind of turned out to be kind of a steal from the draft. Like, he's turned out to be a really good player for Mike. He had 27 points this week. Really, though, Mike's rest of Mike's team had a pretty, like, good week. You know, Lamar, 16 points. Obviously, he should be the real bell cow here and getting the most of the points for his team, but a meager 16, I'd still take it. 
T. Higgins with 10 points, Zay Jones with nine points, Daryl Henderson, 14 points, Chris Godwin, 15, Vikings defense, 18 points, Nick Folk, eight points. So, yeah, like pretty, pretty decent week. I mean, you could, you know, you don't want to see that six points from Philip Lindsay up there, but not Same too thing, bad though. overall. Yeah. Yep. He had some points on the bench, but Darnell Mooney, 13 points. Tyler Boyd, 12 points. Nothing too major, though. Looking at Dylan's team, kind of the same story. I mean, obviously, their scores were very close. He didn't have anyone carrying his team. Jalen Hurts, 19 points. Dalvin Cook, 19 points. Jalen Waddle, 18. Amari Cooper, 14. Zach Ertz, 14. Packers defense, 10. Then they had a couple eight-point performances. Actually, three eight-point performances. So, yeah, pretty. Those losses. Middle of the road there. Yeah, that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow when you're only a few points off, especially like, well, just looking at it, like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence outscored Jalen Hurts. You'd never start him over Jalen Hurts, but. No. Kyle Pitts with 10 points. If you happened to play him in the flex over like Antonio Gibson, you're a couple points closer. Commander's defense, 22 points. Wow. So that would have changed it. Chicago, right? I think so. Yeah, they played Chicago. So. Those those are the big wins. That's a big win. That's huge. Pulling that out. Yeah, that's huge. And we'll talk about you know, standings and everything, but that puts, puts Mike at three and three. And the story of his, you know, season would look a lot different if he would have lost this week and gone to two and four instead of being at three and three now. So yeah, right. this yeah. was a big one for Mike. Good job, buddy. All right. The next one, actually, I'm going to save this one for last. So the next one, we're going to look at Shuey versus Tyler. This was a big matchup. I was watching this one. This is somehow the highest scoring matchup of the week. Shuey ended up losing 116 to Tyler's 133. Um, I called that this was going to be the highest scoring matchup last week. That was my guess. And Although it didn't look too crazy, it really ended up being, yeah, the highest one. Tyler's really coming alive. Mr. Consistency right now has been. He's coming good. online. Christian McCaffrey, 24 points. Like that's going to do it most weeks for him. Travis Kelsey, 20 points. So right there, you know, that's better than most of the other teams. Who ha- didn't even have? It's points. crazy how good Travis Kelsey is. How many points he scores? Yes, yes. Especially considering like they really spread the ball around. They have a lot of people catching the ball over there. But of course, like we all knew, he was still going to get his. He's just so good for fantasy. Like where he yeah. catches. <laughs> He's a huge red zone threat. Love throwing to him in the end zone, and then middle of the field, like he can get you big, huge chunk plays and stuff. Yeah, he's great. So 
Tyler also had some good performances from Travis Etienne, 13 points, CeeDee Lamb, 12 points, Devonta Smith, 15 points, AJ Dillon, 10 points, Rams defense, 15 points, 12 points from his kicker, Harrison Buck Buckner, Butker, whatever it is. <laughs> and then uh, Justin Herbert, only eight points for Tyler. So that's not great, but terrible. got the job done, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't think – I think that's the outlier. Denver just sucks the life out yeah. of you. Yeah. Well, Denver's defense is actually pretty good. Pretty good. All right. And then looking at Shuey's team, I mean, pretty good week. Uh, some bad performances in there, but Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 points. Najee Harris, 14 points. Kenneth Walker, 21 points. Tyree Kill, 31 points. There's a big – you know, week for him. George Kittle, 16 points. Saints defense, nine points, but then it starts to get ugly. Mike Williams, three points. Jeff Wilson, less than one point. Uh, Chicago's kicker, Cario Santos, one point. So that's not great. But, I think um, the, I, the, he probably had to pick him up. Is this, yeah, he had to kick on by. Yeah, okay. But he normally um, played Pierce. It was on by. Let's see. Yeah, I think Damian Pierce was in his, has been in his starting lineup. He was on by. His kicker was on by. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Olave is, was getting in points early in the season. He was out with injury this week. So he didn't leave a ton of points on the bench, which I don't know if that's good or bad for Shuey. You know, but yeah, yeah, because it. So, you'd like to see some depth down there on the bench, but I mean, obviously, a couple of guys on by, a couple hurt guys, but Olave's news is positive; he'll be good. And then, yeah, because Pierce yeah, scores this week, he's good. Well, obviously, kind of get down into week, but to who's on by in week seven, and I know this week seven is going to be like a really bad week. It's really, really bad for me. I know that already. It's like I did uh, no planning. Yeah, I did very little planning for bye week for sure. All right. Last and certainly not least, Matt versus Lucas. This was Matt's. I mean, he firmly planted himself at number one here. Went from four and one to five and one. Um, it wasn't pretty. He got 119 to Lucas's 109. Truly, I thought Lucas might have had a chance to come back and win this one at the end of the day. Uh, Joe Burrow really started doing well for Lucas, ended up with nearly 40 points. But just the rest of his team just really wasn't great. And we knew going that. into the week, yeah, that it was going to be tough for him. But Mark Andrews had 25 points. Alec Pierce had 13 points. That was a good pickup off waivers for Lucas there. But Chase Edmonds, Tevin Coleman, not great. Romeo Dobbs, only six points. James Robinson, seven points. Jags D, four points. Of course, Indianapolis' offense finally went off. Matt Gay, six points. So not great. And not many points on his bench there either. So 
Henry on buys, I think. Yeah, it's... Henry on buy, Keenan Allen being out, Brandon Cooks on buy. None of that is good. Josh Reynolds on buy. None of that's good for Lucas. It just sucks when you have like a couple people that go off and everyone else can't even just score yep. a few points. Yep. Looking over at Matt's team, Tom Brady, 14 points. Alvin Kamara, 20 points. Eno Benjamin, 11 points. He had Deion Jackson in, which was obviously a huge play for him. That was definitely a waiver play for Matt coming off of waivers. 29 points. I will say that that won the week for, for Matt right there. So great play for Matt. 49ers defense had 16 points. Will Lutz, 14 points. Devin Duvernay only had two. Tyler Lockett only had three. Terry McLaurin had seven. So got the job done. I don't know why you would not start Patrick Mahomes. I was just going to say that. I didn't even realize that when I was looking. Maybe only because they're playing Buffalo's defense, but oh, that he, only, he only had 24 points, and obviously he won the game, so it's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, it's tough not to play Patty Mahomes, dude. Right. Damn. I, so he got um, Jackson just off free agency. Yes. Deion Jackson was just off free agency. As well as I think Eno Benjamin, he got off of waivers and Devin Duvernay. Matt's playing the game. No wonder he's five and one. Yep, he's shuffling the guys around. This is another like this is a big win for Matt here because he had a couple guys on by and just like not a strong week. You know what I mean? And he ended up getting the win, and that's going to be huge. Like for the long run, he's five and one right now. Matchup, like if you can snag those wins on like kind of a down week, that's exactly, dude. Exactly. So that's huge for Matt. Congratulations, Matt. Yeah, it's it was a big week. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay, so now that we've gone over the final scores, we are going to touch on last week's pod picks. So I want to just say I did really good. I got five out of six. Wow. That's definitely the best so far. And my boy Dylan was the one that let me down. I voted for Dylan. That was a close one. Yep, and it was the closest one. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that. He only lost by a couple points. So I was almost six. That was, dang, wow. Like four points off or something like that. Yep. Yeah, I got to pat myself on the back for that one. But you guys both did good, too. You had four, and Thomas had four. I think that's my best. Yeah, I think it was a really good week for all of us, just like in general. we, Me and you both picked you, and you beat Thomas. Me and you both picked me, and I beat Zach. Me, you, and Thomas all picked Blake. Um, Me and you picked Dylan, but Mike ended up beating Dylan. Thomas had Mike. We all three picked Matt. And then me and Thomas picked Tyler and you picked Josh. Tyler Tyler ended up winning that one. So. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a little nervous about Tyler's team. I wonder if he's – because he's been kind of sleeping down there too. He's on the rise for sure, dude. I I haven't looked at the projections, but I'm sure he's He's, shooting. Yes, he's up. He's moving up. 
He is moving up. Speaking of projections, we'll get to those in one second, but we are moving closer. We're going to go to the standings first. So Matt is in first place at five and one. I'm in second place at four and two. Tyler's in third place at four and two. Uh, you are in fourth place at three and three. Shuey's in fifth place at three and three. Dylan is in sixth place at three and three. Ungi is in seventh place at three and three. Mike is in eighth place at three and three. Uh, Blake is in ninth place at two and four. Lucas is in 10th place at two and four. Thomas is in 11th place at two and four. And Tom Roth is in 12th place at two and four. So there you go. So, because I did beat Shuey, or Shuey beat me. So this has to do. So, yeah, now let's look at the, the total points for, and I'm almost positive it's because you have more points for than he does. Okay. I think in a tie break scenario, it would come down to who beat who. But like this is just the rankings. I don't know. I don't know 100% actually. It's bad that I don't know that. But okay. So we're, we're going to look at points four right now. So Blake is currently tied for last place at two and four. But he has the most points for. So that's pretty insane. He has 881.6. Damn. Colin has 881.28 points for. That's crazy because I feel like I've been good. Struggling. Like every time I no, like not doing that good. But every time I watch like all Blake's matchups, it's like I cannot believe he lost. Yep. I don't think Blake has had like a bad score yet this season. Like, I had the worst week on the season so far, like, scored in the 60s. <laughs> Woof. But somehow I still have 806 total points. That's because, um, I mean, you've been going – if you're getting over, like, in the 120s for a couple yeah. matchups, like, that's consistent. So just to be clear, it goes Blake, then Colin, then Tyler at 822, then Shuey at 808. Then me at 806, then Dylan at 802, then Matt at 795, then Ungi at 793, Mike at 763, Lucas at 732, Thomas at 727, and Tom at 665. Woof. But one crazy thing I wanted to touch on is just like Matt's in first place. He has less than 800 points. Blake is in last place and he has 881 points. Like the most. It's crazy. That's why, yeah. It's all matchups. That's wild. And I think that the matchups are really going to start to come into play with all these buys. Definitely. definitely. Like people are going to have tough weeks. So now let's look at the points against. Okay. So. I'm going to read them a little bit different today. So I'm going to read from least number of points against to most points against. So this is basically strength of opponent, weakest opponents. Like you've played the weakest opponents to the strongest opponent. So Mike 
So far, his opponents have scored 707, which is the fewest points against. Thomas is the next one, 746 points against. Again, Tom, not taking advantage of the low points against. I am third. I seemingly am taking advantage of those low points against. 747 points against me. Dylan is next, 759. Lucas is next, 765. Matt is next, 780. Tom Roth is next, 796. Tyler, 797. Shuey, 802. Ungi, 839. Colin, 853. And then Blake has the most points against, of course, 884 crazy that is crazy i mean that's who's the lowest that's a hundred and something points that's about 180 One, points difference yeah. between blake and mike there pretty fucking different and and yet mike is only three and three and blake is two and four so all right, so we haven't exactly these haven't been relevant so far, but we've we're we have six weeks done, so we can kind of look at some of these streaks that people have going on. I'm on a two game win streak. Dylan is on a three game losing streak. Whew. That's oh, I forgot about that. I, yeah, Dylan was once uh, at the top, the tippy yeah. top. He was the golden boy at one time. Remember, this was the Dylan Fan Club podcast at one time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lucas, two-game losing streak. Matt, four-game win streak. Tyler, four-game win streak. Sneakily. Holy shit. Yeah, and he, I was looking. like he's His team is consistent. Yes. I don't think he's had any weeks where he's like been real, real low scoring. Yeah, I don't think so. Ungi is in a two-game losing streak. Everyone else is on a one-game win or lose streak, so I'm not going to name them. But pretty interesting. Some something else we haven't talked about yet this season, quote unquote moves, which is just like players dropped and picked up. I am currently tied for the most moves at 18, and I'm tied with Matt. So the one and two currently both have made 18 moves in the season. Next. I will say Matt offered me, I have to bring this up, oh. a trade and a trade back. I said, Whoa, wait, what's it? What? It can't work. A trade? Yeah, and a tra- what the fuck yeah, is a like, trade and a trade back? I think he I think he asked for a cup for the week for like Tom Brady. I had, Shut the fuck and I was up. Like, Dude, we can't do trade backs, can we? I mean, if you put it in the D, like, I don't know why you couldn't. But ha- so I was. You just I was actually. You just have to shake your hand and make sure you keep it because if right, you're giving him yeah. Cooper Cup, you better hope that he doesn't, you know. So it, it actually out of keeping it somewhat made a little like I was actually thinking about it, but he basically said he wants to trade, and he then wants to pawn. We'll he wants back. you to pawn Cooper Cup to him. Right. So he wants to use Cooper if, Cup to beat me this week. That's some bullshit. No, no. This was last week. Oh. Because I had mm-hmm. um, 
Russell in there. He was questionable for a while. Oh, I see. What's his name? Was on the, so I like desperately needed a quarterback at one point. Dude, you cannot trade Cooper Cup. I, I, I wasn't going to do it. First of all, I, is he on the no trade zone or the no trade list? I didn't even get that far because yeah. I was like, no. But I was wondering, is there any like sit out period? So like this would have no. been, let's say. If you like trade him, you can plug him right in. Yeah, once okay. they're on your roster, you can play them. But it is an interesting thought, Matt. Very interesting that you might uh, consider a trade and then a trade back. A gentleman's trade. Is a gentleman's like, trade. You know, I mean, he was looking at it because he was like, I see you need this and I need this for this week and then we'll trade back. Dude, that is such a, like you got to have some real trust. If you're going to give that player away, thinking you're going to get it sounded him back. illegal to me. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like collusion. Maybe some people might consider that collusion, but I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, so what, what was I at? Okay. So me and Matt both made 18 moves. The next after us, Tyler and Blake are both tied with 12 moves. Lucas has 11 moves. Shuey and Mike have six moves. Thomas has three moves. Dylan has one move. Tom Roth has five moves. Ungi, zero moves. So he's confident where he's at. Colin has eight moves so far in the season. So I like Ungi. Just, you know what? This is my team. He's fuck it. Apparently trades don't, don't get included in those quote unquote moves because he traded with me. So I know he's made. So these are just dropping and waiver and yeah, it must be waiver. It must be dropping and adding players. About 18. So, dude, I, yeah, like, dude. That's well, beginning of the good. season, I was scrambling after my quarterback went down. You know, maybe I should start doing shit. Cause you, you do get kind of like stuck with your team. I, f- I feel like eight moves was a lot. I can't believe you've, you guys have been doing that much. Yeah. I mean, it's seeing the number 18. Yeah, it does feel like a lot. I'm wondering if it's too much. What was Josh at? Shuey has made six moves. That's surprising because I remember he he was kind of down, but I think he just had good bench and made like a few pickups. Yeah, well, he grabbed Jeff Wilson, which was huge, and he's still still on his team. Right. Okay. Points for, points against. Let's check out the final projection, final standing projections. I have been projected, I have been trending up. I am now projected to finish first. Tyler is projected now to finish second. I Mike, knew he had a jump. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he go from? He went from eight. To two, well, yep. this is this is beginning of the season, so I don't know like where what he was projected at last week. But uh, Mike dropped from projected one to projected three. Let me see. Blake is projected to finish number four. So obviously he has a strong team. It's pretty up. It's pretty easy to see. You are projected five, Colin. Shuey's projected six. Matt is projected seven. Um, 
This must be Ungi I'm missing, projected eight. I can't see that one. Lucas projected nine. Dylan projected 10. Uh, Tom Roth projected 11. And then Thomas projected 12. So hopefully I didn't miss anybody. crazy where they have Matt at still. Yeah. But I guess the computer did love Tom originally, and it took him like two weeks, and then they just shot Tom him. Tom has dropped from projected two to projected 11. Like, that's crazy. I don't really know what happened. I don't know if he had major injuries. I th- he must have. Right. But the crazy thing is Matt was projected to, to finish 11 when the season started. He's currently in first place, and he is only projected to finish number seven overall. That's what I'm saying. It's Like, I wonder how they do this, because it's obviously not – total points scored so far well i will say this going into next week i don't know if matt has any significant buys or not but i know i have significant buys going into next week and me and matt are facing each other our projection right now is very very close and i have three very important starters not playing next week that's a good point it's definitely looking at each individual matchup so it's like Matt's got a good chance to win next week. That's gonna if he won, that puts him at six and one. Which is like which is wild. Pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe potentially automatic playoff bid at that point. I don't know. Yeah. Even if you lose, lose out. out. Six and one. How many games do we play before we get to playoffs? There's 14 regular season games. So if he lost out, he would be six and eight. Yeah, I don't know. He maybe maybe would sneak into the playoffs. Good thing about that is you definitely don't want to be last. <laughs> right. You know, like, you do not I want mean, to be that last. would suck ass because you're thinking you're going to win, but at least. I mean, I would rather. Ju- I, once I make the playoffs, it's like, whew. Right. You know? that, I mean, I, okay, that's where I'm at. It. It's like I got some some dings because if you don't make the playoffs i can do okay (laughs) you are literally playing to not lose like you're playing for your because you right because it's we're doing loser of the it's loser of losers bracket right which i'd like that's scary you do not want to be in right even if you're not that bad you got to prepare yourself going into these fucking playoffs okay um yeah that's the projected final standings for what they're worth. Let's check out the waiver order. First priority this week is Tom Roth. Second priority this week, Thomas Regula. Third priority is Lucas. Fourth is Blake. Fifth is Mike. Sixth is Angie. Seventh is Dylan. Eighth is Shuey. Ninth is Colin. Tenth is Tyler. Eleventh is me. And last waiver priority is Matt. So, uh, of course, by the time most people do that, most, most people listen to this waivers will probably be done and over with. So a lot of people are going to have to start. I think moves are going to increase with buys, people getting hurt in theory. They should. Yeah, they should. You would think people would be looking for some plug and plays, some 
additional depth at this I point. I think, I mean, it's tough though, just picking up off waivers because I've been looking and there's just not that much there. It's like you, you might have no. to trade if you have a, you know, a stud yes. out. There's not that much on waivers. You're right. Besides like, you know, streaming defense or kicker. I was going to say, especially at certain positions, there's just really not much out there. Okay. Let's take a look at the best players through the first six weeks here. Just to see who is still at the top and who's moving up and that type of thing. So number one, can you guess, Colin? Um, it's got to be Josh Allen, probably. That is correct. Josh Allen, number one. I think it was Lamar Jackson until recently. But Josh Allen has flown above Lamar. He has 206 total points in the season, averaging 34 points a game. That is, that crazy. is crazy. Crazy. Lamar um, is next. He has 174 points, averaging 29 points in the season. I mean, per game. Honestly. Amazing. That's still incredible. Still amazing, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is third, 165 and averaging 27 points. Fourth is Jalen Hurts, 163, averaging 27 points. Wow, Stephon Diggs, I think, took over Cooper Cup's number one receiver role or, you know, status on the season. 160 points, averaging 26.8. Cooper Cup right behind him, 158 points on the season, averaging 26.4. Wow. It's probably, I mean, he, he did have a little bit of a, I mean, it's 16 points, but that might've been the difference maker there. Dude. I would have never guessed this. Austin Eckler right after Cooper cup. He, I, I thought, thought he I, was sucking. Right. I, I know. I know him. like he had two, you know, like two he went off against the Browns. Games. Yeah. But he has 148 points on the season, averaging 24.7. That's crazy. I would not have guessed that. Joe Burrow right. is after him, 147 points, averaging 24.6. What were you saying, Colin? Nothing. I think he just – Eckler didn't score like the first two games or something, but now he's been going off, I guess. I thought Burrow would be up higher too. Yeah, he's been having a down season, but still obviously pretty good, like top 10. You said right 24 average? Uh, Joe Burrow, yes, has 24.6 average on the season, 147 points. Yeah, that's still really good. Then right after him is Nick Chubb, 143 points, averaging 23 points on the season. This week took Nick Chubb's average down a lot. With only having nine points on the week, that was tough for him. After Chubb is Tyree Kill, 141, yeah, 141 points. On the season, averaging 23.6. After that, Saquon Barkley, 141 points, averaging 23.6. After that, Justin Jefferson, 140 on the season, 23.5 average. Then we got Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith still somehow up here. 
49ers defense, Leonard Fournette, Kyler Murray, Patriots defense, Mark Andrews, Cowboys defense, Justin Herbert, Jamar Chase, Brees Hall. And we'll cut it off there because the next one is Carson Wentz. Oof. <laughs> it's crazy seeing a defense even in the conversation. Yeah, we got a bunch of the 49ers, Patriots, Cowboys, and then the Bills. They're still up there. They're right after Carson Wentz. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks are starting to float to the top. They're definitely like able to score the most points, I think. Yeah, it, I mean, it's great. I mean, next. it makes you want to be like, I'm taking a quarterback right away in the draft. Yes. But then I guess you got to think. Who, are you, who would you have picked team? if you take Me? a quarterback in the third yeah. round? Like, who are you Josh not? Allen. No, no, I mean, like, okay, so, yeah, you take Josh uh, okay. Allen in the third round. By taking him, who are you not selecting? Exactly. Third round. So. Depth. Like. Yeah, it, it's either probably wide receiver or a running back for our league. Yeah. And. I mean, dude, see, the thing is, yeah, Josh Allen is obviously fucking carrying Blake's team. And I think this year he would be worth that third round pick. But in other years, you're talking about having like a starting running back. And when it gets to the point like this in the season where there's no fucking running backs anywhere. And half the starters are hurt and a bunch of them are doing terrible. Then you're like. You like that wishing that you had that guy that you could just play every single week. So I don't know. Right. Because it's like he's scoring a shit ton, but you could also throw in a quarterback getting like 15 a game and drafted like a backup. Yeah. Seeing what these top four quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, what they're doing and the impact they're having on people's teams. I think next year my strategy might change. Me too, because I was always like, quarterback doesn't matter. Or it matters, but just like the differential between the top quarterback and let's just say like the number 12 quarterback has never been significant enough to say like, yeah, I'm going to draft the number one guy like way higher. People are going to be getting quarterbacks early next year. Now they're starting to separate out and it's like, Okay, so Joe Burrow's the fifth overall quarterback, and he has he has like sixty points less than Josh Allen on the season. That's a significant number, and most people would start Joe Burrow every week this this season. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean it's so, yeah, it's almost like going out and get one of the like a stud, you know, like Cooper Cup, or, you know, someone you want. It's like yeah, people are gonna have to start picking a quarterback. I mean, shit, if Josh Allen's going to be the number one fantasy player every year, why would you not start picking him like that? doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I guess that's a discussion for the next draft season. But it's an interesting thing to think about. And obviously, I think I think Blake got Josh Allen like pretty early in our draft this year. And he got him and he got Stephon Diggs. And obviously, that's an, just a, an incredible duo that he's got going on there i'm almost positive he got he took him in the third round yeah i think so too no i think it was third round 
I want, he, he must have got Stefan Diggs in the first or second. You yeah. know? Crazy. Thinking back. I mean, but, I, I was pumped. Oh, I mean, you have Cooper about, like, Cup and Saquon on your team. Yeah, but no, I'm talking exactly. That's the difference. Right. But, and honestly, it, it wouldn't be such a big deal probably for you if Russell Wilson was even an average quarterback this year. Right. And that's where when you're drafting, you don't know because even like Thomas with Stafford, we're like, okay, we got just an average yeah. quarterback who's going to throw up some points. Right. And he's not. And he still before. is, really. It's like, I think I'm just complaining because I thought he was going to do so much better. On the flip side, does it not feel like Joe Burrow is, is an average quarterback this season? Right. And he's, and he's yeah. in the top 10 of You're right. like total points. He's not comparable yep. to these top four quarterbacks. But the number five, he's still in the top 10 for points, like at, at this point in the season. So it's like, I think this is, that's more indicative of like normally how it is for quarterbacks, yeah. at least. Bunched up more. Yeah. And you don't have to go spend a ton in the draft to get Joe Burrow. You're not, you're not spending a third round pick like you are on Josh Allen. But this season, the separation seems to be a lot right. more. And you got your boy Gino up there. Oh yeah, I forgot about Gino. Oh, he's he's further down though. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I fucking I think picked like, up Gino like off waivers, and he's the sixth right. best quarterback. So I think you just get kind of nervous when you're going for quarterback because I think like where Tyler's at is what you kind of hope for. It's just middle of the road. He's going to score as like a worst case with Herbert. Right. Yeah. Yep, it's a lot. It's it's something to think about, for sure. And obviously, you're seeing these the makeup of different teams and how they're doing this season. Blake's got a really good team on paper. He just hasn't got those wins, so it maybe doesn't look quite as pretty. But yeah, you gotta you gotta give credit where it's due. And I think like he built his team really well this year. Even if, even if the record isn't great, but so that's, uh, yeah. So that kind of wraps up looking back at week six there. I just want to touch on it. Cause we've touched on it in the last few pods, the guardians, you told me a little bit earlier tonight, they lost. They did. So the playoff run is over for them. If you guys haven't noticed at this point, Thomas isn't with us on this podcast specifically. He's in mourning. Yes, he's in mourning. Um, even though we are recording at night, he's still in mourning. So, yeah. Prayers up for Tom. Hopefully he feels better. He's a huge Guardians fan. Huge. So, yep. Apparently, um, they should have, because it was rain delay. Apparently, there's a little bit of scandal going on about that. Rain delay yesterday. Yeah. I thought they were going to play right like, through it a little bit. Yeah, Seems but they so. ended up not. And, and you're then, saying that might be scandal because. Right, because they gave the Yankees bullpen more of a rest, I guess. I don't know. We really need Tom on here. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it on the next one. Yep. Any other closing thoughts? No, I think that was a super good week because even though it seemed not that good because no one scored a lot, but it was all close. I think just like it was a competitive week for our league. And each week that goes by, 
each game means more, like each matchup means more. And yeah, it's starting to get more exciting. The the groups are gonna break out. You know, we're gonna have right. I think it's time. I mean, you can see like winners, losers, these guys at the bottom, but then there's guys like Blake at the bottom who obviously by the end of the season, he's going to Right. He could go on. I would assume his team will shift in the standings, you know, which is going to force other people down. Who's he going to beat? It's, it's all. Yeah. It's all getting exciting. The thing I just, I really like about it is hopefully it lends itself to being competitive. Hopefully everybody's getting into it. Hopefully nobody is content with losing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anyone is. No, I don't think anyone is either. I'm just saying that. I know what you mean. You get to a point like, oh, yeah, got nothing. (laughs) Right. Like, I hope Tom Roth, even though he's having a rough season, still is into it. I don't want him to just like say, fuck it. I'm doing terrible. I don't care if I lose. Like, I hope people care. So, yeah. Well, at that point, it's just like, let's start doing trades. Well, you're losing anyway. Maybe we'll have to do some sort of incentive. I mean, if you tank, because right now there's no point to tank. I don't really want there to be a point, the reason to tank. No. But, like, I guess if that's what people want, like, if Tom is saying the season's over and he wants the reason to trade his players away. No, but the thing is it's not. He can. I I meant more like he can start making moves because you could – be like a mediocre team but you end up in that bottom bracket right tom could go ahead and beat everyone i guess that's true see okay so maybe the game maybe the thought is different maybe the thought should more be okay tom if i'm tom you're right maybe i'm not playing for the losers bracket but maybe i should acquire players that will be playing and relevant later Mm -hmm. in the season for teams that in the nfl are literally trying to make a playoff push. So they, they will be like more active in that type of thing. I don't know if you can really think that far ahead or whatever, but maybe it's just a matter of he's going to look at getting players that are going to be good in week 15 and 16. I mean, I think that's what the game becomes is let's not like, if you are struggling so bad and you have no chance at winning the game becomes, let's not, Get like maybe trade one of his all-star players for a couple average players so that he can have like solid 10 point games instead right. of like and a couple studs are out, uh, you know, for a couple weeks on injury and they, you know, pick them up. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So I hadn't even thought about it that way, but, but yeah, I guess that's true. Like kind of a whole different game down there. Well, Cause I was looking, you know, Russell's out uh, Brown's out and I was just kind of looking and it's like, I'm getting hit with, a bunch of bad bye weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, eventually this game could become, I better not. So dude. Okay. So this makes me think. So Marquise Brown is out. And like I said, at the top of the show, it looks like it's instead of being a season ending, ending injury, it looks like it could be about six weeks. And so six weeks from now puts us at week 13, I think for fantasy. And Obviously, like I said, there's 14 weeks in the regular season. So, like, he's not going to help you get to the playoffs anymore. But, shit, if he comes back in, the, in week 14 and he's, a, he's back and healthy for week 15 and 16, 
and those and you're in the losers bracket if you were able to pick him up or something right like and those type of players with those injuries now people might be actually eyeing them to bring them back and like hope they can get some production out of them i almost instantly went on there and was going to drop him like i was you know he's going to be out you know six more games but then i started well like in my other league we have two ir spots so i'm thinking about keeping him on the ir but like i i'm playing for the championship in that league and like well the, that debate. you can't i think there's two different like brackets because if you're like if you're me and you're like towards the end and you're trying to compete for you know the, the winner's bracket and you need this win this week i'm gonna drop right that's that you, you need know right now win yeah exactly Can you so there's gonna be two different spot? strategies so there's gonna be good guys sitting out there right because people had to yeah like if you're going into the playoffs and you feel strong and you don't need the last win of the of the uh you know season necessarily might be cool to like grab him and stash him and then maybe he's back for the playoff run who knows but so yeah interesting it's another big week coming up um all right that wraps things up thanks for joining us tonight for colin bernier i'm nick humphreys peace peace